Party Tardis, the only Doctor Who podcast where the hosts are not hand-drawn and brought to life. My name is Mark Turcott, and joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? This is a council show using council headphones uh, on council computers recording a council podcast. Yes. <laughs> I love that guy. Love so that great. Guy. So great. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, guys, what's up, everybody? Thank you here for tuning in to this episode. This episode, we are talking about Fear Her. This is a uh, seems to be a very divisive episode, Chris. The last episode, I think, is one of the most divisive. And this one, from all reports, seems to be potentially that one as well. Uh, but we're going to get into it just here in a little bit. But first of all, welcome to any new listeners here to the show. We are a Doctor Who podcast where we are two guys who've never watched Doctor Who making our way through the series. So we uh, want you to come along with us. We are now, I would say, officially Whovians. We never were before going into this. But we are now on the journey, and uh, if you are a longtime Doctor Who fan, hopefully you get some entertainment out of the show, and if you do enjoy it, be sure to tell your friends about the show as well. But Chris, let's kick it off like we always do, where we talk about just our general overall impressions of the episode. So uh, I'll throw it to you as always. What what do you think of this episode, kind of in the the grand scheme of everything that we've seen so far? I kind of liked it. I, I didn't think, and maybe I don't know why. I, I thought it was a, a a good episode. Is it up there with like the the great ones? Definitely not. But um, I think just where we came from the previous episode, where you know the Doctor and Rose weren't in it, save for maybe ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just having them back in a full episode just kind of like got me back into like the yeah. Doctor Who flow, and I thought it was a a. a, a neat story it wasn't anything deep or anything like that but it did tackle the issue that you know we always say about doctor who they yep. kind of throw in like these social issues they really dealt with child abuse before and they this is like kind of their way of of, de- of talking about it yep so um, i mean i i, I don't know. i was watching it and like i wasn't i was kind of like you on it where it wasn't the best episode wasn't the worst episode i mean it was a good episode where we had a mystery and I love seeing the doctor try to go through all the pieces of everything. So, you know, the moments where they're scrambling around, he's feeling the things on the ground, like he's getting like the the tickling and all that stuff and like smelling things like that was just him being the doctor kind of seeing all that stuff. I love that. So like, I don't understand really what people didn't like so much about this episode. um, Other than that, it maybe didn't blow them away like other episodes have in the past, but we'll get to that here in a little bit, but uh, let, let's go ahead and go through the plot here. So this, again, is the uh, quick overall summary of the episode, and this is coming from Wikipedia. Uh, so stick with us on this one, and uh, here we go. They said, in London, on the day of the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympic Games, the 10th Doctor and Rose investigate the disappearance of three children in a spot of fresh tarmac, which cars momentarily break down on. They realize that the source of the problem is a solitary 12-year-old girl named Chloe Webber. She has a unique ability to cause people to disappear by drawing them, causing Dale Hicks, Danny Edwards, and Jane to go missing. The doctor hypnotizes Chloe and finds out that she is possessed by an immature Isilis. Is that as I say? Isilis? Isilis, yeah. Isilis. An alien life form that travels through space with a family of four billion siblings. Six days ago, this particular Isilis crashed its pod to Earth due to a solar flare. The Isilis relates to and befriends Chloe, who had a troubled childhood. The Isilis has also caused Chloe to draw a life-size exaggerated figure of her late abusive father. 
The doctor explains that if they can find the isolus pod and provide it power, the alien will leave Chloe. A frantic Chloe draws the TARDIS and the doctor, trapping them both in one of her sketches and forcing Rose to try to find the pod herself. She rationalizes that the pod is located on the hottest spot on the street, a patch of fresh tarmac, and is able to dig it up, ignoring Kel's complaints about council stuff. Meanwhile, Chloe has caused the entire crowd at the Olympic Stadium to disappear and now is set on making everyone in the world disappear. Rose realizes that the pod is powered by both heat and emotion and throws it towards the Olympic torch, a symbol of hope, fortitude, courage, and love as it passes down the street. The missing children in the crowd at the Olympics reappear, and Rose realizes that the drawing Chloe had made of her father will similarly come to life. So Rose and Chloe's mother, Trish, are able to calm Chloe by singing the Kukaburo song, causing the unseen monster, having fed off Chloe's emotions and fears, to disappear. Now, as the torchbearer approaches the Olympic Stadium, he collapses, and the doctor promptly and suddenly appears, picks up the torch, and completes the run to light the Olympic flare. The heat of the flame and the emotion of the crowd power the pod, allowing the isolist to leave Chloe and return home. Rose remarks to the doctor that nothing will ever split the two of them up, and the doctor becomes uneasy and muses that a storm is approaching. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. And I think... After you've said it a number of times, I think it might be Isola. Is it Isolus? Maybe I don't know. I think Isolus. we might have Isolus. I don't know. I don't know. We might have not, the... We're gonna get corrected like we always do. Yeah, so. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the, but can we? I, I, I don't always want to jump forward yeah. to the end. But can we please jump forward to the end of this episode? Because oh God, just dude. like the doctor crashing through a glass window, riding a horse, I don't think anything will ever beat that. This is pretty damn close watching the doctor Dude. run with the Olympic torch. <laughs> it it was so like <laughs> first of all, add it to the uh collection of t-shirts. T-shirts. Because I want that. <laughs> I don't want it to have any words or anything. <laughs> Just him picking up the torch and running. <laughs> Dude, when they when they uh, what what happened like at the end when Rose goes back into the house and they're watching it on television yeah and the, the announcer says something like oh that something's wrong with the torchbearer like immediately I'm like <laughs> Me no too. I'm like no because they're not because gonna do had, this he hadn't come back yet like he was <laughs> yeah. the one who's and I'm like no please please and then he just picks that thing up I'm telling you man like I was still wearing was the trench coat like yeah. he still had the coat oh, yeah. I, I was I was laughing. I was like cheering out loud. I'm oh, like, this so is good. the great. Th- that could be my favorite, like just dumb kind of awesome scene to date, man. By far. <laughs> I don't oh, know, I man. For me, that. the the horse crashing through the window on the horse, and the, the smile on. and the wink is still the ep- most epic moment. But maybe as a t-shirt. I think uh, maybe the the running with the torch would be a better T-shirt. The gifts in the video of the crashing through the window with the wink is still better, I think. But yeah, what yeah. what just an amazing <laughs> like? Do we know? Did they do like how great would it have been when the Olympics were actually in London then in 2012? Because this episode was before that. Yeah. Did they do anything? You know how they always do like in the opening ceremonies. Did they do anything with Doctor Who? They did. Did they do this, please? 
should I should just I go hold ahead because we're gonna talk about it later. I mean, this is... <laughs> All right, uh, let me find it. Because so... I didn't look at any of the notes. I didn't because I know like countries will do this, like things that represent their country. And like Japan had when they pass up the torch this past time going into the Jap- the Japan Olympics. Obviously, we we skipped them this year because of the pandemic. But like they were gonna have Mario. There were words. There's gonna be like Goku from Dragon Ball. Please tell yeah. me we had Doctor Who running. All right, so we'll knock out a. A show note right yeah, now. Give us one. Um, the story idea of the tenth Doctor involvement in the 2012 Olympics sparked a petition from thousands of fans all over the world wishing yes. David Tennant to carry the Olympic torch. However, it was not Tennant, but Matt Smith, who would carry the 2012 wow. Olympic torch in Wales on May 26th. Neither uh, the did the tenth Doctor appear at the official opening ceremony even though david Tennant himself claimed to be up for it having heard about the petition the petition okay so the i think matt smith is the next doctor. he is the next I one it, i believe yeah so he got he picked up the spoils basically <laughs> yeah. tenant laid the groundwork <laughs> and, and matt smith came in and uh stole the thunder oh, too so, good yeah that would have been perfect. So great, man. That, that is just um, such love an it. epic thing, you know, for them to bring that to the real world. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's dig in here a little bit. Obviously, you mentioned, you know, this is one of those episodes where there are definitely uh, some, some. I don't want to say dark undertones, but some serious undertones, obviously dealing with some child abuse in the situation. We do learn that Chloe's father seemed to be, what, an alcoholic. He died in a car accident. Seems to be because the mom says, like, when he left in that car that one day and never came back. Um, I don't know. What do you think of them kind of addressing that um, here? Like, uh, do, do you think they did it justice yeah. kind of in the way they did it? Um, I think, I mean, in, in their own Doctor Who kind of way, I think, you know, I don't think Doctor Who is out to really force uh, like an issue like down your throat. I think they're there just to like bring it up. And, you know, if, if people notice them, notice it and like, it brings some awareness to some people maybe that then they've succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think it's a little bit more powerful not seeing like the villain. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you had seen it, I think it might take away from like how beastly this person really was. But now, now, because now it's in our mind, we've conjured up. I have a different vision than you do of what right. this person is. Yep. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that in the beginning, like I really wanted to see it. All you really get is a she, a drawing inside of her closet. And I was just fully expecting that to come to life. And I was a little yep. bit disappointed when it didn't. But when I thought about it, I'm like, no, I think it's more powerful that it didn't. Right. You it know? made you kind of like brought you to like the level of like a child, right? When they're just having nightmares or just the, the fear that they've, a child will feel like I don't want to say an unrational fear, but like a fear of something that isn't even there. That's kind mm-hmm. of what we were getting kind of from her, you know? So yeah. I thought that was kind of neat, especially when they're like cowering downstairs. You almost see a shadow at the stop, the top of the stairs, but we not do. quite, we didn't get enough <clears throat> right. to see yep. the whole thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, just, just the, the idea of what is happening and what Chloe is able to do, I thought was cool in this episode, like being able to draw these people into the paper and make them disappear. I thought was kind of neat. I mean, obviously it's not Chloe herself doing it. It's the isolist that is, that is helping her do that. Um, but I thought it was great too, how they kind of showed like what the flip side could be. Like when she crosses out the thing and then Rose ends up getting the scribble and like that, then yeah. when the doctor figures out what it is, cause immediately like when he, when he tests it and the TARDIS and he finds out it's just graphite, it's like, yeah, 
wow, like, okay. So you can tell at that point, he's kind of like puzzled. Like, well, how, how is it graphite? It's just pencil graphite. I mean, the, I yeah. thought the special effects for that were just hilarious. It's like this big, just scribble kind of going all crazy and the, the camera's going all nuts. Um, but I, I thought that was kind of neat that they were able to kind of um, just go that way. Cause you know, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard a story like that. I mean, I think there's things where people have drawn things and they come to life, but I don't think of people like drawing things and capturing things on paper. Like, is there a story yeah. like that? I never heard anything like that. I thought that was kind of think. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. But she she has the ability to do both, obviously. Yeah. Because if if the pencil thing came to life, and uh, obviously she's, uh, I don't even know what you is is what would you call absorbing them? <laughs> Something yeah. like, like what what would you call when she's like sucking them in? But you and you never see that world where they go. All you yeah, where, them is on I mean, paper. we we know, know they can move on the paper. Because right. I mean, we see that in the very beginning with the, the little boy kind of moving on the paper, but then we know their looks, you know, the way they look around the room and their expressions yeah. and that are changing. Um, and even right. the doctor didn't even question, like, haven't you seen that out of the corner of your eye? Like, you right. know, you've seen those movements. Like the mom, what's, what's her name? Is it Trish? Is her name? Like she's, yeah. she's completely trying to act like everything is normal and not yeah, acknowledge yeah. that something is up with Chloe. I mean, she's terrified. I right. the doctor even calls it out. He says, you're, you're scared of her. Like yeah. what is what is your deal? I don't know. I know that like um the in the very beginning, uh the old woman who's kinda like, you know, and the two kids are playing soccer and she's she's like, Go back inside. Griffiths. Yeah. She well, first of all, I thought the street that they they must have recorded this and filmed this on the same street as the the magpie. Yeah. Episode. It, looks, it yes. looked exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same, man. Yeah. Yep. Um but um she says something she, she the old woman says something in the beginning and she's like can't you can't you feel it she's like something's going to happen can't you feel it which i think is i and i meant to go back and check but i kind of forgot that she said it in the beginning by the time her, at the end of the episode the doctor says something similar to that at the very end of the episode like something's coming he, he says like a storm, oh, storm is coming yeah right so it's almost like the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. and the end of this episode people are like they feel something coming she felt something different than he did obviously right but i thought it was kind of cool that they kind of they had pick that. up on that yeah did, did they ever what was the point of the cars breaking down did it have any it had to do with the pod any? with the with the isolus like its little pod was underneath that pothole and whatever power it was giving off remember it was like giving off heat i mean that's how they were able to find out that's where it was something right. with that pod i don't know it just was able to whenever a car would roll over it it would just cut it off Okay, because I, so, I didn't get that. I, and yeah, I watched it, it, it. And the second time around, I'm like, I forgot. Like the first time I watched it, I forgot about the cars in the beginning. And then when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, the cars broke down. I got to pay attention to if it has anything to do with anything. Yeah. But it, that, they didn't really ever go back to it. I it mean, I think that's the only reason like, you know, Kel is there, the council worker. I mean, he's there not only to kind of get things set up for the torch, but I think also just because cars are breaking down this. And, and did it seem like. Did he say at any point that he only filled in the pothole once or did he do it multiple times? Um, it's ooh, like, was remember. it like a constant pothole that he was constantly always having to fix? And maybe that was because, the well, I guess the pod was kind of not power. Well, he said something at the end, like towards the end where Rose digs it up. Uh, he's like, he, he's like so proud of the work he's done on this one pothole where it's perfect and he says something. He's like that other one. That he goes, I do. I did the same thing on that one, but it's it's given me a bump or something like that. 
where mm. the pod, where the pod is. was, yeah. Right. So I think he had done it multiple times. Yeah. And they mentioned something about heat. So I'm almost wondering, yeah, it says that the pod is located in the hottest spot on the street. So I wonder if, I mean, it's if it's asphalt, you're filling it in with and it's hot. Like it's never going right. to solidify. It's always going to be. So right. that could be why there's a bump there and just constantly it's soft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Concrete or, or asphalt. So yep. it's just always going to be like that. Um, yeah, he filled it up with hot tar as well. <laughs> and I love when Rose just starts going to town with a pickaxe on that too, man. That's great. Oh, that was great. He's all pissed. Great. Which I'm, I'm surprised Rose, like there was no mention of Jackie at all. Like they're, they're in kind yeah. of present day. They're only a couple years in the future. Yeah. She never wanted to go see her mom. She always no. usually wants her to go home and see her mom. She Maybe they came from seeing her mom. Because we no, they they came they came back. Well, the, and that's another thing I was going to ask you. They they kind of came in on the TARDIS, and the TARDIS was turned. Because remember, he opened up the door and he's like looking at that. Oh uh, right, yeah. And I was going to ask you. I was like, is that the TARDIS's version of a joke? Like <laughs> the TARDIS, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it had him turn perfectly in between these two dumpsters, and when he opened up the door, he is no way out, and he kind of just was like, eh. and they just. <laughs> turned it around basically yeah but i'm like i think the tardis is playing a little prank on uh hmm. on mr who yeah i never thought of that the tardis being like the way it is like there is a front and the front is the door but in the end like you can't really tell like which side yeah. you know all right 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 that's funny yeah. um, uh which by the way i i will um i will now be calling olympic opening ceremonies i will now be calling them opening doodahs as the <laughs> as the doctor <laughs> called it himself <laughs> it's awesome i love it i love just the whole crowd disappears and even the guy's like and it looks like the crowd disappeared i mean wouldn't there be like massive you... insane panic like it, i didn't hear in his voice like he still was very kind of prim and proper delivering that british accent of just like well the people yeah. are gone now like well okay. and do, do you think because we always credit the simpsons for predicting the future. Do you think Doctor Who predicted the future here of empty arenas that we're playing <laughs> right now? Could be during this pandemic, yeah. You think so? Yep. The only thing it didn't predict was vitu- uh, video screens all around the thing with people's faces on them. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? maybe, maybe they uh, fast forward eight more years and then you got uh, 2020. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Um, what do you think, I guess, of the... The Isolus or Isolus, whatever we want to call it, this alien race. There's four billion of them. They're traveling across the universe. Isn't that essentially how we kind of come to know them as? And then there was a solar flare, and yeah. some of them got knocked off. And this one, and this one got knocked to Earth. Yeah. <clears throat> At first, like you, you are led to believe, obviously, that Chloe has powers, is possessed, which she is. Mm-hmm. But when you find out what it is, you don't, you you feel so bad. You feel terrible for her because this uh, Isolus or Isolus, yeah, fell to Earth and found her and attached to her because they're both lonely. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, this is like this is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And and what these things do is like yeah, like you said, like they have four billion family members and the doctor says they take thousands of years to grow up basically um so if it if it's not around its family it it doesn't know what to do yeah so it it it's lonely, kind of it's sad it's yeah and that's why chloe is r- drawing all these papers and inheriting all these people because it wants a big family like it's used to mm-hmm. and 
picking off like one, two kids at a time is not satisfying it. It need that's why the arena went empty. And that's why at the end she starts drawing the world yeah. on, on the wall. And you're like, oh my God, she's oh, God, here we go. But so it, it, it's, it's funny, man. This is like one of the first alien creatures we've seen. I mean, I guess you could say almost the doctor is an alien creature, but like the first alien creature we've seen that I'm not going to say it's beautiful, but you know what I mean? Like we always get these crazy, like grotesque aliens and they're nasty and all of that. And this is just like a beautiful flower that just it's floats from, around. It's something from like that game journey. Yeah. Or it <laughs> is from I mean? the game flower, the same flower. company that made, they made a game where your flower petals flying around a beautiful world. That's what this is. Literally. Right. It's uh, yeah. it was just interesting to see that, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. When that when you suddenly you're gonna see this thing and it's literally just a floating flower in, right, the, in the sky right. and even its little pod, I'm thinking it's gonna be this ship. No, it's just a little tiny. No. Looks like a, a little egg, a giant lima bean. Like <laughs> almost look like in order to look like like an ocarina that you would play like a yeah. little musical yeah, ocarina, yeah, like just a little yeah. tiny wooden tiny, thing. Yeah. It didn't look like anything special. Yeah. Um, crazy. um Yeah, it was good. It was it was a, it was a switch. I think like because we're just used to. These these bad villains, and there is a villain in this, obviously. But uh, you were expecting some link between what she drew in her closet and what's possessing her, and it was a total opposite. So it was a little mm -hmm. bit of change of pace, which I kind of liked. That. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say, what do you think of when it, we have the Isalis talking through Chloe and the voice mm. <laughs> that the actress used? Like, you know, I, I wish that because obviously they have good technology because. The devil that was speaking through, I think it was Toby, right? Right. And that yep. it was awesome. That was great. So I wish they did something because all it is is this girl actress just whispering. Whispering. Yeah, they they could have they could have vamped that up a little bit, but yeah, that was a little uh, uh, little yeah, cheesy. Little I can see on the cheese side. <laughs> a little weak. A little weak. But hey, it's Doctor Who, right? What? <laughs> what else? Yeah. Do we, what, what else exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of some other good moments. What do you um, think of um, when it kind of early on when they first get to this little street and they're trying to figure out what's going on and the doctor does the hand thing and he's putting his hand down oh, and like he's feeling like, the... he's like, he just is like kind of like using the force almost. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, he's like, you know, do you feel that? And then he starts like, do you smell that? And it's like a like a metal smell. And I I think and then, you know, the whole thing he does with Chloe where he kind of like hypnotizes her basically yes you, yeah you, you get a little bit more of like doctors powers. powers in this yeah. we're not telling you too much about them but uh he utilizes them a lot more i, I mean think. i thought what was interesting about that was like you know he's sensing remnants of people missing and and i wanted to know like what's there like i mean i just assume these people just left they're gone you know and there's no trace of them but yet somehow he's able to feel some sort of remnant of them, not only in the way that the, he is able to feel it, but also he can smell, like when he says it's metallic. Like what? What yeah, is? What's that? Right. I mean, is that maybe the graphite? That is that like a? a I mean, is graphite a metal? Is that like some sort of you yeah. know com composite of elements yeah. to create a metal? Like maybe that's what it right. is. So he's somehow doing that. But then, what is he feeling? Like maybe their energy that's left over, kind of in that area. Hmm. I don't know. And then, I mean, we see it happen when we see the um, the cat go in the box. You know, and disappear. Right, right. But. So, all right. Now, there's, there's. let me see. I got a few things that the doctor says where I don't know if we'll get any answers, um, but they they <clears throat> could be important. 
And it started with the cat. And because Rose starts to go pet the cat and he's like, oh, I'm not really a cat person. And she says, he's like, why not? And he goes, um, he goes, he was threatened by oh, yeah. a nun somewhere. I can't, I can't remember what I was threatened by a nun at, with a cat which is why I don't like cats. So is that just like, I mean, that could be something completely that we'll never hear from, but well, he said the name, the nun of something. And I can't remember what it was, but what were, what was the, uh, the second earth that they went to the new, new New York. Weren't those like <laughs> nun cats? That's right. Oh, hang on. Right? All right. Yeah. Isn't that nun well, cats, man? I, all right. I got to look this up now. I mean that that was and was he right. he was threat was he threatened in that episode I'm sure he was I think it just freaked him out that these cats were yeah. like kind of okay maybe it's that New New maybe York it's that. New New York with apple grass um, yep bitchy trampoline he, he says oh the doctor says it knew the isolus was lonely because he knows what it's like to travel alone interesting little tidbit yeah and in that same scene uh they're kind of going back and forth and and he says that he was a dad once yeah oh man that was a big, and rose was even shocked yeah she she's was like, like what, what did you then, say he yep. completely like discarded it and just went on Oof, he just kept talking yes. what is that all about <laughs> i don't know man when was the doctor a dad and to who yep or or what? I don't know. <laughs> that could that could be an interesting thing. He yep. does mention the um, the shadow proclamation again, and I can't remember where he mentioned that before. No, uh, he... yes, when I heard that, I I, I forget where he said because didn't was it the who said they didn't want to follow that? Was it the Isalus that well, was saying it was that? yeah 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 through, yeah in this episode? Yeah. But um, yes, he's used that before. It's because it must have been just some something during the war, the time war. I'm thinking that it just. Must have been. Yeah. Was it part of the truce or like something that happened there when it all ended? I right. don't know. Um, yeah, but those the dad thing just like threw me for I a loop. Completely like, forgot oh, about that. Yes, that was oh, a big deal. That was huge. Especially, you know, you, you think Rose. I mean, she obviously has some sort of a little bit of a love interest there. I mean, as much as you know, there's there's definitely some tension there. I think, and I think I, that she just... wants to, she wants to know if she's going to be a stepmom or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Jackie going to be a step-grandma? She needs to know these things. Exactly. She's going to uh, spoil an alien child. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that, that uh, I don't know, man. I mean, what would, like you said, or with what? Like, yeah. Is to, it another Time what? Lord? Is it a companion maybe at some point? I, like, is is the mother still out there somewhere? Is hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much revolved around that, I yeah. think. Is it I stuck hope, in a concrete block somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Go, call back to last episode i don't know we just don't oh, know these great. things no no <clears throat> wow oh my god so um i thought like the, the music in this show is getting so much better mm -hmm. like the 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 scenes from you know like satan pit when the tardis returns the music was just epic yep the part where where rose like they they well the the what happens is chloe you know draws the doctor draws the doctor and the tardis so they disappear so rose runs to the house and is like bring them back right now and you know uh chloe or they i i saw this is like no i'm not going to do that and um basically like because like you're saying that the pictures can 
draw themselves. Like right, she looks at yeah. the picture a little bit later, and it's great. I want that image somewhere where the doctor in his like two <laughs> yeah. D drawing is just pointing. <laughs> pointing <laughs> That's to a the T-shirt, only... Chris. That's another T-shirt. <laughs> That's a brilliant T-shirt. Man. That's a tattoo just... right there. <laughs> pointing to the olympic flame like <laughs> that's how you do this so uh because the the pod needs heat for it to travel <clears throat> right, to and power get back it. To its people. so rose runs back out to the street which suddenly now has people on it because the torch tons is of people through. yep <laughs> i wouldn't even say i would say tens of people <laughs> and, and, and the fact that an olympic torch is coming by and people weren't lined up on the streets for days is kind of questionable right but uh they finally do show up and and rose obviously tries to get through and you know security stops her so she takes a couple steps back and Guns gives it. a little heave ho <laughs> and uh with that the music during that time was it it's just adding to this show man like if it like you you always say like the Star Wars music just right. completes that movie. We're getting there with Doctor Who yeah. and the music adding as much to the story. We're getting our all. themes. I mean, that's the thing about Star Wars music is that every character has their theme. And just to go back even to the last episode where we had that moment where we had the flashback to the Doctor years ago. And they do that like just weird, like kind of creepy, like, ooh, like just make it yeah, just yeah. like epic, like that mystery around the Doctor. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that's that's a good point. Like, I didn't, I haven't really thought how the music really is getting that much better. Um, <laughs> and again, like this episode, I just I don't get why so many people don't don't like it. Like, it's not. I don't know. I don't think it's bad. This episode, no, like, it's just it's I, I, a, I think a it was... Doctor Who romp. If you want to say, it's just like right. all right, we're just doing our yeah. thing, man. It's another and stop I, on, the, I think on the TARDIS wave. I have it in the show notes too. Like people dislike this one. I think more than the Love and Monsters one is from, really, um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know why. I, I thought this was a fine episode. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't earth shattering. Uh, but I think the end was was great. I mean, aside from the torch, uh, the very end where they're like looking up at the sky and the fireworks are going off, and he's just yep. like, you, you feel coming. something. A storm is coming. Um, I don't know. It looks like a big war is coming. Uh, email us. So, so for those of you out there that are bigger Doctor Who fans, uh, let us know. The Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know why, why is this episode so disliked? Like it's to me, it's fine. Maybe, maybe because they kept leaving Chloe alone when they know they shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, and, and, maybe. And Rose and Rose even gave uh explicit instructions after she had drawn the TARDIS and the Doctor. Uh she literally says, don't let her out of your sight. That's right. And the next scene, the mom is in the kitchen. And Chloe and, is ripping a Chloe, head off a doll, pulling pencils out of its body so she can draw. And she's drawing the earth. Yep. And it's like, you literally just told you, just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that, that's horror movie stupidity right there yep. is what that is. Yep, yep. Um, so. Anything else on the episode, man? I think that's... Um, I know you're going to get to the trailer. We'll, we'll talk about the trailer if you want to yeah. talk about that. Well, let's, let's talk about it after our trivia. When we're talking All right, about because I got, I got a big question to ask with that. All right. All right, so let's get to some... Give us our bits and trivia from this one. Man. What do you got? Right. The, the working titles for this episode included Chloe Weber Destroys the Earth and You're a Bad Girl, Chloe Weber. Uh, mm. This episode was brought in to be a low-budget replacement for a script 
that was being written by Stephen Fry that had been pushed back. And you know who Stephen Fry is, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is the first televised Doctor Who story to deal with actual child abuse, although there is a possible allusion to the subject in The Empty Child. Which I'm trying to remember that allusion to it, but it doesn't matter. Um, okay, here you go. This is the first episode since The Doctor Dances to have no casualties at all for the first for the entire runtime. Hmm. Nobody died in this one. Yeah, the cat comes back, right? Yes, the cat comes back. Is the dad dead? I mean, I guess he, he was already dead. Though. He was already dead. Yeah, he was already dead. So yeah, okay, pretty interesting. <clears throat> um, in 2009, Doctor Who magazine conducted a reader poll to rank the first 200 Doctor Who episodes. And remember, I had said last week's ranked like 157 out of yep. 200. Yep. This one ranked 192 out of 200. Wow. So, I mean, there's like a, you know, almost a 35 point difference between the people who hated this. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Um, Earning it the dubious distinction of being the lowest ranked story of the 2005 to present revival. Um, In another DWM reader in 2014, where the first uh, 50 years of Doctor Who stories were ranked, Fear Her was also the lowest ranked story of the revival. This time ranking 240 out of 241. Oh my god, man. I'm 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 a little baffled. I mean, yeah. I it's not, you know, in the top 100 even I would say, but yeah. I don't know why it's that low. Um the London 2012 logo seen at the start is the bid logo, not the final logo of the games, which wasn't available until after the episode was produced. That's cool. Um, the writer Matt Graham noted on the DVD commentary, that the scribble creature, I like this, the scribble creature was never to be called a, quote, scribble monster, as the doctor would never call anything ah. a monster. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, the idea that a child bringing things to life oh, through drawings... Yeah was there you go also featured in the 1991 eerie indiana episode who's who do you remember that show <laughs> what is it do you, do you remember eerie, eerie indiana? indiana i do yeah I, well that? i remember the name i don't really remember it like what channel what was that on i think it was on like abc I'm or looking, something yeah like it says that. nbc the initial run was on nbc i remember and that somebody name. somebody like that's famous now was in that show and not like i don't think like a-list actor or anything like yeah. that but I gotta look up Eerie Indiana. I remember like seeing the trailers for that show and being so psyched to because it was like a a kids adult like supposed to be scary, but yeah, probably man. completely wasn't. Oh yeah, it says a teenager moves to a desolate town of Erie, Indiana, a population of sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty one. While moving to his new home, he meets Simon Holmes, one of the few normal people in Erie. Together they are faced with bizarre scenarios, which include discovering a sinister group of intelligent dogs that are planning on taking over the world. And meeting a tornado hunter who is reminiscent of Captain Ahab. <laughs> okay. How many uh, seasons did that last? You know what? Wait a minute. I recognize that actor. There's somebody in there. Right, right. Who is he it? is the guy from Hocus Pocus. He's the, the kid. kid. That's He's right. the kid from Hocus That's Pocus. Right. The kid that is, yes. That yes. is who he is. <laughs> Aha. And, and oddly enough, like, that's kind of like how that show was made. 
Irian Irian is kind of like Hocus Pocus. It's like that quirky. Why? Just yes. Like, I wonder if that sounds like Netflix or anything, man. Huh. Uh, does it say how many seasons it went or no? One season, 19 episodes. 19 episodes it went. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah, back we'll, to the we'll, we'll do we'll do uh tardy eerie indiana uh, <laughs> after we're done with uh, i think doctor everybody's tardy to eerie indiana <laughs> it's great uh the doctor knows the isolus is lonely due to him having a childhood and therefore being able to sense it hmm. is something that they put in there so um and that's it and the only thing is uh viewer 7.14 million which is, is a good amount it's kind of a little bit more really than uh the past couple weeks um Looks like it is available on yeah. Amazon Prime. Sorry, just throwing that out there. Everyone needs it. Is it really? Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime that. video subscription. Oh I yes, I am. I am adding that to the list right now. Yep, that, that's definitely awesome. a show I'm going to be watching with my kids. Awesome. They, we right. watch Hocus Pocus all the time. So and 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 it's getting to be the Halloween season too. Yes, so. it is, man. So oh, perfect. Man, perfect timing. Perfect timing. <clears throat> so. That's it for the bits. That's it. Nothing crazy. Hmm. What, what do we get for uh, ratings? It looks like 7.14 million. 7.14, yep. Yep, which is more than the past couple of weeks. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, nobody ever watched it again because they just didn't like it, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, the trailer for next week. I said to you, I think, gives maybe too much away as to kind of where we're going next. Like, it just seems like there was a lot happening there. Uh, it is, of course, the episode Army of Ghosts is mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Just get on that. Do you think they gave away so, too much? Or, or? Uh, I mean, the way the way Rose is like kind of narrating it, she's like she says something to the effect of like this is the last story I'll ever tell. So, and I know you know we know where it's heading, but right. is it in this episode or is it in the next one? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's heavily focused on her. And you hear the the devil talk again about the child who dies in, yeah, in uh, battle. Battle. Yep. <clears throat> so it's coming. I, I don't know if it's going to be this one or we only have two more. Well, th- three more left, including the Christmas episode, right? Yep. But here's my question to we you. We get some Torchwood in this too, man. <clears throat> yes, we get Torchwood. Who else do we get in this episode? Right at the end. Who Who's coming back? Cyberman. Where were the Cybermen the last time we saw them? Who was with the Cybermen the last time we saw the Cybermen? Our boy. Mickey. Mickey. Oh. Is Mickey coming back? <laughs> How did the Cybermen get to Earth? It's true. And is, is Mickey with them? Oh, man. I hope. I, I think this think is the way back in. You're my boy, Mickey. I think. <laughs> Mickey Smith. I <laughs> <laughs> You're my boy, Mickey Smith. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think he misses uh, Rose Smith with an F. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he says it, Mickey Smith. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. I think I think we're getting a return of Mickey Smith. I think oh, that's how this. Uh, I mean, it's the end of the season. <laughs> stuff like that happens. So, yeah, I think I think, he's, I think he wants to get back to uh, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. Hmm. Let's hope. This episode looks good, though, man. I'm, I'm watching does. the trailer right now as we're talking. There's definitely like some weird ghost people going on. I love the it Torchwood does. stuff because we're going to finally get some of that. Who is that woman? Um, See, and, and normally, like these, like next up uh, trailers that we get are just they're they're 
they're bad. Like we have no idea what is going to happen in the next episode. This one is a mixture of, okay, we know something's going to happen to Rose because the way that it's presented and a mixture of what the hell is going on. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Like they're taking the TARDIS somewhere and who is this woman and the doctor. Yeah, the Torchwood said, like, people have it at gunpoint. Like <laughs> I, why does so every like, Cyberman have like the prison teardrop near their eye as if they murdered somebody? Did you ever yeah, notice that? That, <laughs> like, that was their thing. Yeah. That, they brought that back. Apparently. apparently. I guess that was like the old style and they brought it back or something. Um, But yeah, like this, this is a, a crazy kind of trailer where, we, like I said, we, we know something's happening to Rose, but what is this story? What is this? this what is going on in this episode? I have no idea. Doctor has like a weird gun at one point, looks like, with a big smile on his face. Yeah. It's like know. a bazooka. I don't know what it is. He's yelling him to or, send no, something. You know, it almost looks like a Ghostbuster pack. It's not, but it's just like a weird, huh, man. Yep. This is this. Is, we're going to get in some Doctor Who, I think, this next episode. This is I some cool so. right here. I think so. I think we're getting. I think we're about to get heavy. I think we've had a <laughs> a, a couple, you know, throw throwaway episodes that you know don't have anything any huge meaning in the long term in the long run. Getting into we some got, bad wolf stuff now, man. Yeah, even I though it's so. not, we're getting back to that level of last season where it's like, all yeah. right, we're wrapping it up soon. We got to definitely yep. bring it home here strong. <laughs> definitely. All right. Well, I guess that's gonna do it for us for this episode, everybody. Like we said here at the top of the show. We have a whole plethora of shows out there. You can go back and listen to them. So if you, this is your first episode, go back, check out our old episodes. And of course, if you are a longtime Doctor Who fan, spread the word about the Tardy Tardis. We definitely would love to have more people tuning in and uh, some more uh, voices telling us how wrong we are or at least uh, laughing at our journey here as we are um, just <laughs> going along on this. Like I said, email us. You can find the email down in the show notes, the Tardy Tardis podcast at gmail.com. would love to know. Um, just what it is, maybe that if you don't like this episode, what is it about it that just puts it at number two forty out of two forty one? Terrible! All the who's like, it. what is the deal? Maybe people just have a freaky fetish about or it's like slabs. There's two hundred and thirty nine <laughs> episodes that are that damn good that like maybe that's what we're missing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of want to know what two forty one is though. All right, here here's the question. Yeah. Over every episode we've seen up to this point. Yeah. Where is this second to last for you then? It might honestly be for me. Now that I'm kind of thinking about it, it's it's in the bottom three or four probably. Yeah. So and and and, but but the thing is like, so the the, yeah I would agree with that, but the drop off to what's the worst is huge. Like it's it's not on the level of what first episode is, which has got to be. Loving monsters. I think so. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's still way above that. Right. So it, it's hanging with like the other episodes, hmm. and Loving Monsters has its own place reserved right now, and it's not in that. It's not in that ballpark. Nope. All right. Well, everybody here, thank you as always for tuning in to the podcast, and until next time, we're out. Yeah. Don't don't uh, draw anything into uh, non-existence, please. <laughs> And to do into 2D. Yeah, and, and it's okay to use your inside voice, but you don't need to whisper. Come on, you don't need to whisper. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we'll get you next time. Come on,